the big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Indie Radio presents The Spotlight, internet radio show, season 15. The program that puts the spotlight on independent content creators. Each week, our hosts bring to you entertaining and thought-provoking episodes. This is your home for news about television, film, gaming, and much, much more. Join us live here every Wednesday as we bring to you interviews and biting commentary. And now, your hosts, Jen and Kente. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight, episode number 266. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and we are here on a special Monday for a special episode, and joining me is the one and only, they call him the captain, Captain Olaf Barbosa. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's just another great day in the great state of Indiana. Been a balmy, uh, I think, 48 degrees today, so... Yeah, I didn't have to wear the heavy jacket. So it was all good for a Monday. <laughs> well, it's a very frigid, like 62 here, so in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I know. I don't know how you survive. I know. And I, you know what? I'm so dedicated to the show. I have I don't have the heater on and uh, nothing going on in the fireplace. So, uh, wow. Because, you know, in solidarity, you know? <laughs> So, but I'm I'm happy that uh, you are here with us to chop it up, and looking forward to hearing, um, you know, uh, how uh, you fit into this picture. Um, <laughs> so let's get straight to our guest. Our guest is a, is a podcaster. She is a someone who I'm looking forward to um, knowing more about her. Uh, Don Piercy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? And thanks for having me on tonight. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, like we always try to reach out to uh, people who are doing this thing we call podcasting and streaming. And, you know, when I came across you and saw the work that you were doing, I was very interested in hearing your story. So um, I always like to start off with the beginning. Uh, tell us about where you're from originally. Well, um, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, and I went to 17 schools growing up. I'm from an all-military family, um, but moving wasn't because of the military. It was because I was involved in gangs and fights and was always getting kicked out of school. So um, we moved a lot, and uh, eventually um, I lived in uh, Peoria, Illinois, and uh, Detroit, Michigan, Youngstown, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, Indianapolis. Um, I'm in Greenwood, Indiana right now, actually, and... Uh, if it's frigid in L.A., I have to say, come visit Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But no, um, I, you know, I'm in Indiana now. You'll but um, another, another move. 
is coming in the future. I just don't know when yet. So I don't want to make any spoils on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, like I said, um, it's so cold. I I just have to. Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> but um, okay. So were you one of those people growing up that was like that knew what they wanted to do as far as their career and whatnot? Well, um, at five years old, I got started into acting, and then I started going to auditions when I was 11 and I got into modeling when I was 13 um, and I stayed in theater growing up and <clears throat> I've been writing for over 30 years and uh, I'm award-winning poet and uh, I always knew I wanted to write and I've always loved Hollywood not the bad side of it of course but mm -hmm. TV you know um, the art of acting because it's kind of like an art to me mm -hmm. and um when I, I remember when i was 10 years old i actually was interviewing my friends on the front porch their front porch and um and now she's an award-winning tejano singer <laughs> and oh, i wow. told her you're gonna have to come back on my show you're gonna have to let me interview you again it's been 30 years <laughs> so um i i kind of just you know, if anybody always asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I, I said, I want to be in the entertainment industry. And they, you know, would always say, good luck with that. Good luck with that. And I said, watch me. That's what I said. So, um, and then uh, I, I was uh, an executive PR and advertising for TV Fanfare Publications when I was 20. And, and, and I ended up taking marketing. I was in marketing club, too. And uh, I was in a really bad car accident when I was 21 huh. and broke my back and my collarbone, had a head concussion. Oh, Jesus. And then I turned around and got hit by another car and it put me in a wheelchair for over four years. Oh, man. So <clears throat> I, uh, I've had 12 spinal surgeries, a total of 24 surgeries, and wow. uh, a child of Agent Orange. So, I mean, that kind of got in the way. But I think what it was is I needed to find something that was my niche, right? So I started blogging because it was the only way I knew how to express myself, you know, properly. And uh, so, yeah, I, I started blogging and uh, that was in November 2012. And I've kept up with it ever since. And, uh, and it kind of led me to podcasting in a way um i was a co-host on abc news radio i'm a member of the breakfast club uh, the morning show with aaron sanchez and brett malik and i got to be on an off time segment and i had a lot of fun and actor and my friend um taz zarate reached out to me and he was like hey you know you you should uh come on air and show again. And I said, well, I don't know about that. And he was like, well, we want to see you on air again. And so I kind of let it go and blew it off. And I knew I had a lot of fun. And then I had, uh, I had another podcaster reach out to me and I said, well, what would I do? You know, where do I start? What would I do? And he told me, um, what videos to watch. He was like, watch as many videos as you can do all the research you can make a list, write down everybody you want to interview, 
Um, what type of questions would you ask them? So I said, okay, I followed every single direction and I had uh, 10 weeks pre-recorded before I launched. Mm. So, oh, wow. and, and of course that was uh, July 22nd and then um, <clears throat> of 2017. And that's how I got into podcasting and I'm still doing it. Wow. I mean, to start off like that and jumping into the podcast game, I mean, you were ready to go. So you knew exactly what you wanted to do. That's very, yeah. very rare um, uh, that you come across that. Um, now, what is what do you find most enjoyable about interviewing people? Well, the people I'm interviewing um, usually have a, a very large background. Mm -hmm. Um which makes it easy to interview them. But most of all, what I look for is people that have been through rock bottom, whether they were raised in orphanages, homeless, and climbed their way up, even through disabilities, okay? Or I want to say special needs because, you know, um, I, I don't want to put a label on anything. But I've seen these people climb up and overcome their trials and tribulations. And I think that is the most inspirational thing uh, of, of what they're doing. I mean, they're successful in, in what they're doing despite their trials and tribulations. And I, I think that's gives a lot of people hope. Mm -hmm. And it gives me hope because, you know, as a child of Agent Orange and gone through what I went through, it's inspiring to not only, I know the audience, but also to me. Mm -hmm. um, can you do, do me a favor um, for those who may not be well versed on um, being a child of agent orange. Uh, Cause they don't really talk about it as much now. Right. So let the audience know what that exactly means. Okay. Well, agent orange was an herbicidal chemical um, chemical warfare that was dumped by thousands of gallons over the Vietnam jungles, also in Korea, Germany. It, wherever there was war, it was dumped, okay? Um, my father was a commanding officer for two tours um, in Long Bend, and he is actually the man that laid the spy lines, uh, the communication lines on the Viet Cong. And he had inhaled it to a point that the dioxin, it's made up mainly of dioxin, so it's poison is what it is. And he suffered a lot. Um, well, it was so saturated with him. And what it does is it actually mutates the sperm cells. So when my mom got pregnant, it actually mutated my DNA. So my DNA is dioxin-based. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I found out I passed the genetic mutation to my son as well and um he's been in and out of the hospital since birth so i got my tubes cut and burnt because mm. i don't think that's fair that the government can poison us no not but at all isn't fair. i mean you know my my father he signed up to give his life for this country and he did give his life for that this country and i think of it as like I didn't give my life to this country, but I don't have a choice. Right. I'm giving it anyways. Right. right. Um, you know, but I, with the health issues that it has caused, um, 
you know, I, I homeschool my son. I podcast from home. You know, if I interview people, um, sometimes they come to my home, you know, or I'll have like a guest come to my home and they'll come on my show that way. Um, cause I, I can't always get out and, uh, podcasting is something for me that, uh, allows me to get out of the box mm-hmm. and, and bring entertainment to other people. Yeah, I can walk. I actually have a permanent brace on my leg. It's a partial prosthetic on the lower half of my right leg. Um, because my Achilles exploded while I was walking in the house, mm. but while in the wheelchair, that's when I started my podcast too. So it doesn't matter. I'm in and out of it as I need it. It's electric. Um, I, I don't think, I think that if somebody is sitting at home, whether they're disabled or not, and they're not doing anything, you know, um, idle hands is the devil's work. So, I have to do something. And and when I got put on social security disability because of my health, um, I thought, Oh, well, this would be a great time to go to college. Right. So, um, I got ordained online, which people's like, Oh, that's online. But I was like, well, um, I started ordering textbooks and I started studying and I studied and studied and studied and studied for 10 years. And what I did was they would send me my test in the mail and then I'd take the test and I'd send them back, you know, and then eventually after 10 years, I got my PhD. And congratulations too, by the way. Thank you. Doctor. Thank you. Congratulations. Yep. You're, you're, you know, and I'm so glad that, that we took this opportunity to talk about it because that was something that was talked about a long time ago and not, right. not as much um, now about Agent Orange and what the effects that not just the, the people that were subjected to it, but then their offspring and you right. know how it affected other people. So I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that we covered that. Yeah. And I'm an advocate for CUVHA, and that's Children of Vietnam Veterans Health Alliance. And if anybody wants any more information, that's C-O-V-V-H-A dot net. And you can um, find out more information and if anybody wants to help there. And they're, uh, they're saying that it can now go seven generations, that the mutation is that strong. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, that's something, I mean, when they did talk about it, I mean, it was bad. Uh, the one, you know, like, it's like the first ones that got it, and uh, they never really did talk much about it. It's like, oh, well, you can pass, you can, if you're exposed to it, you could pass it on to your killed children and right. your children. They never really, never really said much about that. Right. Well, and I think that's the whole pers- purpose of Cub Hobby in there is because the, the VA, okay, the VA nor the government compensates children of Agent Orange. And it's really hard for a Vietnam veteran or any veteran affected by Agent Orange to be compensated. And it's sick and it's sad and it's corrupt. And, um, but what I do know with Kavha that it's a support group for children of Agent Orange. Okay. And not only is it a support group, they have doctors in Vietnam doing research on the genetic mutation. Um, I actually have an interview. If anybody wants to go, it's a new podcast.com. Just type in the search bar, C O V V H A Kavha, And my interview with, uh, the ad, you know, from 
advocate. I don't know if you want to call her an advocate or she runs Kavha. Okay. Um, and she goes back and forth to Vietnam. I have an interview with her. The, the audience wants to know um, about, was there any reparations paid to uh, no, the effect? Not, not children of Vietnam veterans. No, not unless your mother was a Vietnam veteran and your spine was born on the outside. Mm. Otherwise, you cannot get help. Wow, that's 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 horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, so, um, with you know, how did it affect your father um, mentally? You know, uh, the the experience mentally, obviously. He mentally, my father was the sharpest man that I've ever met in my life. He was a man that was full of integrity, and. Mm. The night before he died, he actually folded all of his clothes, got stuff out that he wanted to give me and my foster brother, set it aside, and then uh, called my foster brother to take him to the hospital. And he died while pulling into the parking lot of the VA hospital, mm. going into the emergency room. Oh, wow. um, he, uh, he had two types of heart disease, ischemic heart disease, and... Um, another type of heart disease. He had uh, something wrong with his bone marrow and his white blood cells. He had to get blood transfusions. He had Parkinson's, kidney failure, prostate disease, um, diabetes. Uh, he had so many things that happened. His entire body was full of tumors. Um, and his brain, um, you know, it popped wow. uh, just the blood quit pumping blood to his heart or the heart quit pumping blood to his brain so hmm. wow, yeah. man. um oh go ahead olaf i was just i was just reiterating that's wow what a way to uh, that's just uh i can't even imagine that Right. Well, the thing is, the VA didn't even compensate my mom. Wow. Um, his appointment for 100% disability for the Parkinson's was the day after he died. I don't know if you've seen on CNN, um, the Vietnam veterans uh, of America went on to CNN talking about that, about the guy that died the day before his appointment. That was my father. Um, I had actually given a speech at the Vietnam Veterans of America about my dad and him passing the day before his appointment and my mom not getting compensated anything, not a dime. Um, even though she's in, you know, the veterans plot, uh, she's still without a date of death too. So. Wow. So, um, you know, you were in the wheelchair and you needed mm -hmm. to, to do something to, um, to keep your mind active and as well as to just get yourself back on, on track. So what were some of the things that helped you get through those four years? Um, well, I am a gallery artist and a published poet, award-winning poet. I actually went to Washington DC to pick up my poet of merit award in a wheelchair. My dad pushed me. <laughs> I don't let anything stop me. I'm, I'm, uh, and the VFW, they did a fundraiser and get, were, was able to get us a wheelchair accessible van at the time I needed it to be able to get my son back and forth to the children's hospital. 
and uh and of course the van eventually went out um but now i have an suv but i i, I paint i do that um and, and blog and really you know that was the only thing that i could do um but i just never gave up i always knew that there was something yeah. yes um as much as you've been through and and you know like stuff like uh, your never give up attitude where do you think that comes from in other words i mean you know a lot of people would just say oh it's just too much and and woe is me nah woe is me. yeah it's like I, uh, I just you know I'm, you're, I'm from you, are very... you are an inspiration uh, to to us from what we've seen, what I've heard so far. Thank you're, you. You are an inspiration because a lot of what you've been through, and you're still, and you're just plugging right along. So, what do you think yeah. gives you that drive? Um, I want to live. Yeah. I want to live. I've, I'm I'm recovering from three strokes, TIA strokes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to live. I, I can't and my mom and my dad they were very driven driven people my father you know he went to work same time every day he never called off he was at the home same time every day my mom was the type of woman she worked okay you know got up cooked me breakfast went to work came home had dinner on the table the same time every day and i'm not saying you know today's society is, a lot is not like that but I, I make it a point to have dinner at the table with my son you know, and, and homeschool. And I, I think the drive of my mom always telling me that I'm not going to make it because that's, that she was very pessimistic. Um, it's something that drove me to make it because I, I remember when I was going for a job interview for a PR, okay, in advertising as an executive marketing PR with TV Fanfare Publications. My mom said, you're not going to make it. What makes you think you're going to make it? And I said, oh, yeah, freaking watch me. <laughs> and I went out and my car broke down out of town. I walked, I think, 13 miles and closed those grocery stores. And I brought home a $2,700 check on my first check. And I went and I rubbed it in her face. And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to make it. And then I got, I got top 10 in the nation in sales. That was before I got hit by the car. Oh wow! But I, I, did it. I did it. It's like, do you, do you do you think possibly she, uh, in other words, maybe she was doing that to tell you, oh, you can't do it because she knew that that would just make you mad and tick you off, and you're like, oh, well, just watch me and help give you your drive by basically possibly, saying, but know, but a lot of a lot of the times, um, you know, she she also told me that. I wouldn't be able to have kids. I'd never be able to live on my own. She used to say stuff like that. She didn't want me away from her is what it was, I think, a lot of the time. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that she was a helicopter mom, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of had a really rough life growing up. Mm. No, no. You know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, the, that. Yeah. Um, being in Indiana, we were talking about the weather and how cold it gets. Um, how does that, how, when it gets really cold, does it affect you, um, as far as some of the health issues you've had? Well, um, 
sometimes I get achy, but the cold is a lot better than the heat on my body. Oh, really? Okay. Oh yeah. If I'm out, I uh, if I'm out in the sun, I get really sick because I have systemic lupus mm. as well. So, um, you know, the doctors are like <laughs> sunscreen and umbrellas, and I'm like, oh great. Yeah, but uh, in the summer I stay out. In the winter I go, <laughs> or, or in the summer I stay in. In the winter I go out. There you go. Oh wow, that's that's definitely I wouldn't have expected that. That's for sure. Um, I want to take a moment real quick uh, while we're at the halfway point to uh, recognize the people in the chat room. Um, we have uh, but Bucket Monkey, we have Chad Cobra, we have Tony Davis, we have Leland. We have Big Bad uh, Brad. We have, of course, Shannon. Um, we have Candy, Frazier, and uh, Dre and Aaron was here as well. They've been popping in and out. So um, thank you so much for listening. And then we have people on Periscope as well who I can't see. And uh, thank you so much. And those are listening to the audio as well. Um okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, in in our chat room, Tony says, uh, "Don, your mother sounds like mine in her loving way. It's uh, killing you with kindness, with her demanding." It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually ended up taking care of my mom until her last day, so um, I was very grateful, you know, to be able to do that. Even though she put me through high hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved her. I mean, she was sweet, but, and uh, you know, it, it was rough. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. but I was glad that I stuck by her side. Now, now let's, let's go into podcasting. Um, we, we all come to it through for different reasons and, and different ways. Um, when you first heard about, um, podcasting and, you decided that you were going to, this was going to be what you were going to do. Uh, was there a particular show that inspired you or was it just a medium? Itself? Yes, mm-hmm. actually there was, um, the breakfast club, ABC news radio mm-hmm. with Aaron Sanchez and Brett Malik. Not Charlamagne um, the God. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I, they, they, I'm a member of the breakfast club mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm there every morning mm-hmm. and, Aaron was doing a segment where he would pick one person to come co-host or two people to come co-host with him. And I got picked and I had so much fun. And then uh, Tazarate, the actor, he reached out to me and he was like, I want to see you back on air. See if Aaron or Aaron will hire you. And I was like, I don't know about that, but I had fun. And then I had another podcaster, uh, Efren Guzman with the atomic podcast, reach out to me and he's the one that gave me the idea for a new podcast. Of course, I came up with the name, but when he asked me, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. And he said, well, do all the research. So I researched it for like four months. And then um, before I ever even interviewed anybody, because I wanted to know everything that I could. And of course, it's a growing process. So I'm always still learning. And um, after I was 10 weeks pre-recorded i launched my first show mm. yeah uh, i'll go ahead now, see I, I i would have asked in other words i would have asked you in other words which uh indie you know showcase radio podcast inspired <laughs> you to start podcasting hilarious 
You know, can't tell you went the other way, so I, 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 I couldn't ask my question. He's a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started out as news radio as a co-host, and then another <laughs> podcaster reached out. So um, I wanted to do something different like mm-hmm. nobody else was doing. So on my platform, I have interactive bio pages for each guest. And um, where everything, all their social links are together you know, acting reels or clips or what have you. And uh, it makes for a fun experiment, you know, experience mm-hmm. for people. Um, yeah. uh, what's the uh, what's the best interview that you can think of uh, where everything just came together? The guest was great. You were on your game and it just was a great flow. Oh, wow. There's actually several. Um Alejandro Patino, Efren Guzman, uh, Christine Storm, Tiffany Gaines. Um, there's so many. I, th- I think they're pretty much all smooth. Unless I was having technical difficulties with OBS where my computer reset one time and I went live with Mel Novak, the legendary martial arts actor that fought mm-hmm. Bruce Lee. And the sound didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> It's like no. Welcome to live radio. Yeah, we interviewed. Yeah, right. We interviewed. <laughs> we interviewed Mel as well. Yeah, he's Did great. you? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So and um, so I said, okay. Well, he invited me um to come interview him in per uh, in person. So I was like, okay. Well, when I get the money, I'll be there. I can't tell you what year, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's funny though. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's, you know, since we've been doing video, cause we just started our audio. And, uh, so when we would have technical difficulties, the audience couldn't really see me like going, Oh my God, you know, you know, <laughs> so they always say, how do you stand so cool when things are going awry? And I'm like, like, if you, if you could see me, you would see that it wasn't. <laughs> so now that we're right, doing video right. and audio, when things are going awry, I have to literally have a poker face because then the audience, if you, you know, if you stay cool, the audience stay cool. So, you know, but I believe me inside, I'll be like, oh, shoot, you know, <laughs> like, like the we, we never, we never <coughs> have technical issues. Oh ever. yeah. Never, never, right. It never <laughs> happens. Never. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. OBS is something else. I tell you what, if your com- if your computer, re- if you update your computer, you better check your sound settings because it will disconnect <laughs> oh my god yes um yeah it, it's it's sometimes it can be a pain in the ass but here's the funny thing is i prefer to do live interviews just because um i mean pre-recorded you can make everything like perfect right but there's something about doing that live interview where you know that net that safety net is gone and you don't know what's going to happen. And it, it's, you know, it's exciting and terrifying sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, do you find that too when it comes to well, live? I have a lot of fun when I do live. But then sometimes I can't find my video. Like, I don't know where to retweet you on Periscope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't, like, I don't know where to find the videos. And I'm like, okay. Um, so, like... Uh, I, I like live, but I also like pre-recording because sometimes I've gotten up to 14 weeks pre-recorded 
you know, I get a wait list and I'm like, well, we're three months pre-recorded, so you're going to have to wait. I'm taking off for a couple months. Bye. (laughs) 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 And then just put the show out on Saturday. Uh So, I mean, in that aspect, I I like the the Uh pre-recording part, but I like the live part too, because (coughs) it gives you a chance to just be there and, and do it, you know? Oh yeah, you get, you know it's it's you know it's I I remember when I first got started doing it, doing the live thing. A lot of my friends were like, who who do all theirs pre recorded? They were like, you're crazy. Why would you do this? You know, this was like back when it, before everybody. You know, now more people I think do it live than before, and because before it used to be almost all the podcasts were pre recorded. You know, but now so many people do it live. Right. It was considered well, by, crazy at first. By by doing it live though, and I was just like, you know, because I'm, it's like I've been working with Ken. Tell you what is it now? We're going on like eight, eighty eight years. years. Going on like eight years. <laughs> we started in the nineteen twelve. <laughs> uh, you know, every, it was like doing all, doing the interviews live. What it allowed me or gave me the ability to do is when I would go to the conventions. And you know, uh, interview the different uh, celebrities at their table. It, you know, all I all I needed was like two, a couple of questions to ask them, and I could roll with the whole thing. You know, roll with a, a good five to six minute interview with them. And uh-huh. it, you know, I was like, since I was used to doing stuff live, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, I, you know, I would record it and you know, film it, and. Uh, then I would, you know, broadcast it out later, but you know, every interview I did was live. So it was, it was, it gave me the ability to, you know, really think on your feet and learn how to watch what you say. So you don't say the wrong thing. I'm like, oops, cause you can't take it back once it's out there. (laughs) Right. That's true. I often suggested to people who have a hard time public speaking is to start a podcast because would it uh would it it gets you used to speaking to the public even if you know if it's just audio you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about being cute or with makeup or whatever it is you can just speak to your to an audience and without That's them true. having to see you and then you know it'll get you used to speaking to a live audience um you know and I've suggested that to several people and they've become better with talking in, um, you know, in groups and stuff like that. So it's really good for the host as well. You know, like you can, you, you improve yourself too, as well. I mean, if you're doing it right, I guess (laughs) if you're doing it wrong, maybe not, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. Now tell me, let's tell, tell us about big dog. Okay. Mariano, big dog Mendoza, uh, is my celebrity co-host and he is deemed the world's strongest Latino. He's one of the top 100 MMA fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's also an actor and um, stuntman and a veteran too. And um, he came to me, I actually interviewed him and he came to me one day and said, Hey, I have an idea. Uh, what do you think about having big dogs corner on a new podcast? And he was like, you can host it and write it and produce it. And um, I'll pop on and say hi. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds great. You know, um, we've done that. And it's been over a year since we've been doing that, but we've had the creator of the UFC art Davey. Um, 
the creator and founder of WCK Muay Thai, uh, World Championship Muay Thai. We have, um, you know, the Empire Wrestling Federation <coughs> and the WWE ref. And um, so I, it's, it's fun. A lot of legendary martial artists um, and stuntmen and veterans. And uh, yeah, we kind of mix it up. We've had comedians on there too. Hmm. Yes, I want to rec recognize uh, Seawheel and Brooklyn just came into the chat as well. Thank you for jo joining us. Um, so uh, uh, being with someone who's so well regarded for uh, his combat skills, uh, what have you learned about that business while uh, co-hosting with him? Uh, well, I grew up in martial arts. Mm -hmm. I was in martial arts for over 20 years uh, before my accidents. Mm -hmm. and um, studied weaponry. So that had been my one, you know, one of the only way that I could get my uh, aggression out. Mm. Right. And, and be able to stay out of trouble. <laughs> like, I ain't running so, up on Don in a dark alley. Okay? And, and now, <laughs> you know, I, I don't fight anymore, but um, I still, you know, use my chucks and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I was just in, I just starred in a comedy skit the Oracle of Nunchaku, a Master Chonkla series. And Master Chonkla is uh, a short film comedy. It's a like a Mexican Kung Fu parody, and it's got Mariano Big Dog, which he's in uh, also uh, Rob Zombie's new movie that's coming out, uh, Three from Hell. And then Mark Krennic is in it, and he's in Quentin Tarantino's new movie, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he stars as Honey Daddy. And then we had, um, I hear people fighting outside. Uh -oh. <laughs> Anthony Ray, he's in it too. He plays as Chewy. And um, that was a lot of fun. I got to do my nunchucks. And um, I used the local place to film. So that was fun. And I, I seen Tony ask the question, uh, Dawn, in your studies of philosophies and religion, would you say that the storytelling and folklore have influenced how people confirm or deny existence of a higher power? I'd have to say with that, yes, because um, I, I, I believe that someone's own personal connection with a higher power within itself is very important. And um, yeah, just kind of backs that up. Mm. So. All right. So, um, uh, what is your, uh, what is your goals with this podcast going forward? Um, to stay, kind of stay the course and just keep doing what you're doing. Do you guys have any, I, I think, well, we have a lot of things that, that we're working on in the background. Um, Mariano and I, and, um, also Jackie Watson, the French reporter, um, from Watson headquarters out of Hollywood. Um, and then, I have uh, a few non-disclosure agreements that I cannot talk about, mm -hmm. but things to the forefront. Um, what I what I want to see is, you know, be able to bring the best guests that are inspirational, that uh, that have been through a lot, have risen above it, got through it, are successful. I think that's very inspirational. I, I think what I want to do is I I just want to help people, and I want to bring. 
the people that I'm interviewing to the forefront because they're not just a character on the TV. They're not just a name in a movie. Um, they're not just a fighter. They're a human being and they've gone through some of the most incredible things in their life. And I think that's important for people to see that Hollywood underneath it all, a lot of it is not all glam and glitz. Not all of it's good, but the good that is there, that's what I kind of want to shine a spotlight on. Mm. I love it. And then, you know, you got your acting going on as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I uh, was also, um, I've written, I wrote, you know, help write Master Chankla. I wrote The Oracle of Nunchaku. I also um, helped write the film uh, Testimony, which is on Amazon Prime. And um, that has the, the, of course, the inspirational stories behind the fighters. And, um, you know, it's just kind of working behind the scenes. And uh, I've now they, they said that if I were putting together like a backstory of the Oracle of Nunchaku, and then once that's done, um, we'll be able to move forward from there. Oh, that's great. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're giving you some props in the chat room. That's awesome. All right, so um, uh, before we go, I just wanted to, um, how can we get you in social media? And also, when is when is your show and how can we get to it? Okay, if you go to, on, on social media first, uh, Twitter is at DawnPiercy976. Um, Instagram is DawnPiercy underscore. Uh, let's see, YouTube, a new podcast. I'm also on there as Dawn Piercy PhD. Um, a new podcast.com is our platform. And right there up at the top on the main menu, you'll see uh, on the front page is our featured guest of the week. And you can click any picture and it'll take you to their bio. And it shows uh, a new podcast and big dogs corner on the front page, but we've also got a web series, which is the after dusk with Don Piercy, but they're all available right there up at the top of a new podcast. And um, I'm also a talent scout for Tiffany Gaines and SSMG universal music group distribution. So if anybody would like me to listen to their music to see if you qualify on my end. Um, and if you do, I will send you a link to see if you qualify on your end and meet the requirements for distribution. You got to remember distribution is different than a label. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I would have you listen to my music, but I don't want your ears to bleed. So I won't uh, put you through that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Olaf, how can we get you in social media? Well, you can uh, stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous, and I do have an itchy trigger. Ah, too early. <laughs> <laughs> too early. I was trying to time it because it's a little delay in the beginning. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook too, Dawn Piercy, and a new podcast, and then also a new girl. All right, you can get get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson. That's K I N T E F E R G E R S O N. 
Um, and that is uh, at Instagram and, of course, our website, which we're going through some maintenance, uh, ndradio.org. That's indyradio.org. But hopefully very soon it will be uh, really um, up to date. Um, Jen is helping me out with that. Thank you, Jen. Um, oh, and in 45 minutes, uh, we will have uh, Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus show. Uh, you'll be able to see the show on Get Vocal as well as uh, through uh, YouTube as well. Um, so that's coming up. So uh, and that show will be uh, will be doing hooking up in a virtual platform. So that should be very interesting as well. I want to once again, thank you so much, Don. Uh this has been a great interview. Uh, I, I'm, you. you know, um, for those who I see Melvin just came in there. Um, make sure you guys check out a new podcast dot com. And uh, man, it's, it's great to have you on. Thank you very much. It's been great being on. Thanks for having me. My life is like a browser with 25 open tabs. I have kind of a constantly plugged in thing. Any interruption could jeopardize the whole operation. So I got my Internet service from AT&T. Because their customers rated their service number one in reliability over cable. For $40 a month, I can get up to 100 megabits per second internet, so I can stay up to date on the latest stuff going on in my world. It's soothing to know AT&T Internet is rated number one in reliability over cable. It helps me maintain my low-stress thing. AT&T Internet customers rank their service number one in reliability over cable. Switch and get up to 100 megabits per second for $40 a month. Limited availability may not be available in your area. Check eligibility at att.com slash internet. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. New approved customers only. Includes internet plans 10 to 100 megabits per second. Early termination fee and other charges and restrictions apply. Speeds not guaranteed and may vary. Claim based on 2018 ACSI survey of customers rating their own internet provider's performance and reliability of speed and service consistency. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions.